0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Shadow Speaks. I am your host, Linda. Do you ever feel that you are alone on your spiritual path, constantly reaching out? Well, sit back and relax, and I will share a simple story with you that may help you to think twice about your perception of needing help, receiving help, and how. Help is actually delivered. And be sure to listen to the end for a simple exercise that will help you open yourself up to receive. First, I'd like to say that I could tell you about some crazy stories, but through all the crazy experiences that I've had, and the healings I've done, and my intimate work with my shadow, it is the simplest things in my life that have been the most powerful. So, as I've mentioned before, in 2010, I had an abrupt experience of numbness to any emotions that was, quite frankly, intensely scary. It kicked off my journey into my spiritual awakening, and I dove into the inner depths of me to basically try and, quote-unquote, fix me. This journey took many twists and turns, healings and learning, seeking and finding over the course of many years. At my lowest point, I had moved to California from the east coast of the United States, but had little money and no plans. I was desperately escaping a painful inner existence, hoping to miraculously heal by relocating. My son helped me as much as he could as he was going through his own healing process. I stayed with him and my granddaughter for a while in a small apartment until my granddaughter's mother got an apartment in northern L.A. and told me I could stay with her. My granddaughter went back and forth between their houses, so I agreed to care for my granddaughter while she was at work in return for staying there. It was also a one-bedroom, but a little bit bigger, so she allowed me to use a portion of the kitchen area to set up a makeshift bedroom. I got a small futon and put a small desk against the divider to block off the kitchen appliances. And I had a space I could call home that served as an office and a bedroom. I did cleaning jobs that I got using an app until my very old car broke down. So I had to get a minimum wage job a block away from her house so that I could walk to work. And there I was, rock bottom. Five years into my awakening and healing journey, there seemed to be no way out of this spiraling downward movement. And I was in such despair as my dark night of the soul was in full effect. My granddaughter's mother had a job at a luxury movie theater as a bartender and there was an employee with special needs that worked there that always invited people to go and work for the agency that provided life coaches for him. The employer was hesitant to hire me for who knows what reason, but I did get the job after a couple of interviews. It was a big agency, but I wanted to work with the client that worked in the movie theater with my granddaughter's mother. I would be able to have a position as a life coach which was better suited for me, and work in a nice environment. I started out with a few different clients and after a few months was placed with a client in the theater. I liked the job. I hung out in the lounge of the theater and made friends with a few of the employees. I started to feel a little bit better. I had gotten my old car fixed, but working with this client required me to have a reliable car as he needed transportation two times a week when he was off work. I took on a second job as a caregiver to save a little money to buy another car. All I knew was that I wanted a white car with beige interior. I looked online and a white Toyota with beige interior popped up on the screen My life was so unpredictable, so I didn't think it was possible to get a car with a car note from a dealer. I had saved $5,000, but I had horrible credit and had only had my job for less than six months. Then one day, my client needed a ride to the library on his off day. This was the first time that I had to drive him anywhere. He walked up to my car and opened the door and said, Your car is old. Embarrassed, I laughed lightly, yet was devastated. It felt like my pain and suffering was on display with this old car. Now I shifted into worrying about losing this job. I put on a happy face to mask the obvious vulnerability. On the way to the library, my client was engaged in his phone watching videos repetitively. He was autistic and repetitive behavior is the hallmark of all the autistic clients that I had worked with. I was driving in such despair, thinking to myself, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I just don't want to live like this. Riddled with worry about finding ways just to get by every day. Then my client said, Linda, look at this. As he moved his phone towards me as though he wanted me to look at something on it. It was a video that had no sound. So I said, it doesn't have any sound. He said, just look, look, just look at it and read it. Read it, I said. I'm driving. Apparently, he watched this video with the sound off every day. The song gave him anxiety to listen to, but he was obsessed with it and wanted everyone he met to watch it play while reading the lyrics below. He kept insisting, so I finally turned and said, okay, what do you want me to look at? He said, just read it, read it. I looked down at the video, and it was a Sesame Street video with the characters singing a song, You're Alive. Well, I had never heard of this song, but I looked down at the lyrics and read it as he insisted, and it said, Ah, breathe in. Oh, breathe out. Ah, breathe in oh, breathe out, you're alive. I looked over at this guy like a corpse, looking out from the grave at someone who is reminding me to breathe, and in doing so, recognize I was alive. Talk about a mystical moment. I looked back at him like, who are you? (laughs) Of course, I didn't say anything to him. I was too deep in the realization that life was reaching out to me to help me save my life by reminding me, you are alive. No matter how you feel, you're alive. Breathe in, breathe out. You cannot deny it. I was amazed at the simplicity and profound depth of that moment. It was in that moment that I realized the universe was speaking to me through someone else who had no clue they were being used as a messenger. Later that day, I went back to my phone where I had seen the white Toyota advertised and I put my email in the box below it and clicked send for more information. Why not? I got an email back the next day that read, Hi, my name is John Resurrection, and I will be your salesman for your new car. Now, I was blown away with a strange feeling like I was being watched, but in a good way. And I was. I was being guided through the thick of the fog of my internal war with myself. I went to see the car and filled out the application, though I still didn't think it was possible to buy a $20,000 car with poor credit and a sparse job history. I was told to take the car home and see if I liked it while they worked on my application. I was apprehensive but agreed, still sure I was in no way qualified to be approved. A man from the finance department called me, and he said he needed a banking history of three years, which I did not have. I moved to a couple of different states, closing out my bank account in my hometown, and only having accounts in local banks and credit unions for short periods of time. This was it. I was going to have to bring the car back. I told him there was no way I could come up with a banking history. He emailed me a few days later and said, I called over to the head of finance and asked for a favor for you. Enjoy your car. And that was it. The car was mine. Somehow, I was beginning to peek above the emotional storm I was in. And I began to breathe again. My journey was far from over. But I knew without a doubt, I had help. I could breathe, I was alive, and I had help. My life has moved onward and upward ever since. Not only was I given the blessing of a simple reminder to breathe and a message of revival from John Resurrection, but I was also given a perfect circumstance with my new job, while I hung out in this theater lounge to create a product that could help others. This is how I was able to coherently collect all my journal entries, lessons, experiences, and deepest teachings from my life and my soul journey and create the Shadow Work Workbook. I compiled years of inner work, and chiseled down into the most meaningful realizations that surprisingly came from incidents, from moments, just like my experience with this client. It is the everyday experiences in your life where you will find your shadow. By working with them, you gently invite your shadow out to reveal itself to you. They also help you to see that the shadow is not the big scary monster you thought it was. It only seems that way because you have disconnected from these parts of yourself that when ignored, feel like a monster. Which are really just trying to communicate with you, to see them and accept them. And the message the universe conspired to send me through an autistic client and a car salesman was, I am alive, my life is worth reviving, and I most definitely have help. Help does not always come to you in the ways that you expect, and those who help may not even know it. It is the simplicity of life that has the answers, the messages, and the messengers. Look inside your life. They are right in front of you, and one day you will make the greatest revelation of all. You have help, and you always did. Here is a simple exercise to help you see the beauty in your everyday. Think of an incident or a moment or even just a comment that just struck you deeply within. It may have come out of nowhere from somebody you don't even know or a sign you see on the road or even a smile from an unassuming character. How did it strike you? Did it give you a moment of clarity about something you were contemplating? Did it lift you up in a moment of heaviness? Did it remind you of a precious part of yourself that you forgot? These are the workings of the universe. These moments may seem subtle, and that is why you cannot create them. They are created for you. They are the divine blessings that seep into our lives through even the smallest of openings in our days. When you have a chance, jot down a few of these moments and see each of them as sparkling stardust sprinkling on your life. And whenever you feel overwhelmed or alone, look around and imagine that sparkling stardust is floating all around you, and say out loud, I see you, and I know I have help. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I look forward to our next discussion. Many blessings to all. Thank you.